we are. Yay. This is a what? Yes. There <laughs> right. you go. That is, uh, that's how we're starting the day. It seems, it seems. We're just right going to keep this next to me this morning, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, hey, Glenda. Hey, good morning, Mike. How are you? Oh, right, well, what did I say? We got some <laughs> reposado up in here. Yes. It's Tuesday. Um, we have a full bottle of tequila. There might be half a <laughs> bottle of tequila by the time the day oh. is over with. Yeah. But, it's uh you know this is how life works right it, it is it doesn't always sure. go according to plan um yeah. so you what gotta... the hell is going on is exactly right today <laughs> yes what the hell is going on that that was the title of uh of the of the talk today is yep. what the hell is happening right now so um let's just start with the news of the day and then we'll we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff today yeah. because we need to get our heads in a good place so we're happy individuals <laughs> um we're going to talk about some of the bad stuff that's going on but we're going to talk about all the good stuff that for could be sure <clears throat> going on as well like today is the first western wildcats seventh grade Woo! football game so i'm very very excited about Here that we go, western. so that's that's a positive thing that's happening today that i'm i'm happy about um, all right. So, uh, so what happened this morning is, um, it was kind of a weird thing. So the, the, today was a big news day for, um, oh God. the CPI. <laughs> look at, look at that. Oh, uh, okay. oh gosh. All right. So today was a, a big news day, uh, because of the consumer price index, um, inflation data that was coming out there. There was a lot of thought that, um, that we would have improved numbers, which, we actually did. Um, the The overall inflation number was down slightly from where it was uh, uh, month over month, I believe. Um, right. I'll need to go back and check because it's just crazy today. But um, but what that means too, or what happened as well, is that a lot of the numbers that they were, because one of the biggest impacts on this was in energy prices. So like gasoline had gone way down, right. which affected overall inflation positively. But um, things like rent, uh, food, uh, you know, some other energy prices, those things, um, you know, were quite a bit higher than right. what was expected. Right. So, so even though, and again, I'll if I'm wrong on this, somebody tell me. But overall, I think the number was like down one tenth of one percent or something like right. that. It was expected to be less than that, so that was part of the problem. Correct. And then the stuff that really matters, which is the thing that impacts consumers every day, like to some degree, energy prices, not gas, but just natural gas and things right. like that, electricity, um, stuff that we have to pay for every day to live is all higher right. in had gone up higher than expected. So the markets didn't adjust very favorably. To <sighs> tequila. Yes. So um, tequila today. So this is this is a good a good place to to, you know, we were talking about this before we got started and said, okay, well, we were in August or early August and rates were at, you know, the mid fives, right? right. Low fives to mid fives. And everybody was like, oh, well, you I'll know, wait. this is a lot higher than what I want. So I'm going to wait a little longer Ooh. and expect rates to go down. Well, before today, we were creeping up on 6%. And after today, um, it may be <laughs> worse than that. So, uh, you know, that's that's where things are going. To, so, you know, a lot of times the lesson here is to some extent is... Do not wait. Don't wait. We like can refinance down the road. Yes, yes. So you can have days like today that happen that really impact interest rates uh, across the board, you right. know, for mortgages because mortgage-backed securities are way down. So, um, so that's where we are. Um, you know, it's not ideal. It's not great. Um, but um, 
tomorrow is a new day and we still have to keep chugging along and you don't get to just go to sleep and hide in a hole and no, disappear because you can't no. uh life goes on so it's not fantastic but you know we're and we're it still will breathing. change yes. right so i think that's kind of the, the miserable cow like i posted the other day a lot of people love that well we don't want to be a miserable cow today well we we probably do today but it will change yes because it is a real estate market and it never, ever, ever stays the same. Right. Nothing. The ebbs and the flows of what it does. Yes. So for those, I think the biggest thing, if you take this away or take away, is don't wait. We right. have internal systems that we can help you guys run on agents. Um, so if your client says, I want to wait, call us. We can give them a cost-first waiting analysis, yeah. um, a six-month-a-year trajectory to see if they waited. One, what would they do? Um and just it has they have to get off the fence. Yeah. Like we have to bring buyers back because inventory is higher. Yep. Um, and the only way to do that is to bring buyers back in there and know that they're okay with that payment. And yep. we will absolutely refinance down the road. Well, and in general, I think I think you said you're experiencing this, and so was I. I mean, the last month or you know, even last couple of weeks, I mean, we were getting a good volume of calls of people getting pre-qualified and want to go buy homes. And sure. you know, that the 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 need for housing is not going to go away. Um, the expense of housing is going to continue to increase, which is why, like you said, the the importance of getting started as soon as you can and doing something is is paramount because it's not getting cheaper. Right um, now, home prices had been appreciating at a thirty percent clip, right or twenty to you know overall like the last two years. I think it's one was fifty two percent. I'm like, dude, that's not normal. And he's like, yeah, it is. I'm like, no, dude. Historically no. is what, three to seven? Yeah, yeah. It's a small <laughs> amount. You know, I mean, there's always appreciation real estate. You know, if you look at the historical charts, it always goes up. Right. Um, now, there are <clears throat> periods of time a year, you know, a couple months where there'll be dips, you know, because of recessions and, and demand decreasing. Right. But on the whole, the, the price of real estate continues to go up. Right. And part of the problem is, is that they're not building. I mean, the housing starts for single family residences have almost come to a grinding for halt. sure because builders don't want to build right now they don't want I mean, to build lumber prices are still up yeah commodities price right i'm affecting it right now like it's we picked tile out seven months ago for our new house and yeah. then we got a call like half of it's out of order now so yes. we have to go pick more out so it is just what do we call it supply chain covid oil supply chain covid oil that's, <laughs> that's the hashtag what, my husband's like again glendon i'm like seriously like it doesn't matter we get the stuff at school yeah. You know, if it's bacon, like it's the random stuff that's out. It's all supply chain COVID oil. Yes. And there's a lot of stuff going on and, and everybody's impacted differently um, with what's happening. You know, the reality is, is that with this type of thing with inflation, the people that are hit the hardest on this kind of thing are, you know, the, I guess, lack of a better word, the working class that uh, yeah i need to open some tequila yeah, yeah i feel like and i don't even drink tequila a lot but i feel like we should just drink tequila today. yes sorry it's, it's not the worst plan in the world but but with all of that stuff you know with all of these costs going up this is really impacting people and the one that's really you know not as talked about as much i don't think because everybody knows food prices are up everybody knows gas was up for, for a while sure. it's, it's come down some but that's because we've tapped all of our reserve not all of our reserves but a, it hit a lot 19 the other day and i was like oh see what goes up must come down. Right. Um, but energy prices on the whole are, sure. are going up. And with, with the whole issue that's going on with Russia and Ukraine and what's happening with energy prices in Europe, all of this stuff will impact us to some For degree sure. over here. It's just a matter of when and how much. But um, but the thing that's really has gone up quite a bit is rent. Like Absolutely. Rent is continuing to go up. And I've been screaming this for months or you know almost a year or so with people, not people, with 
institutional investors coming in and buying up as much real estate as they have over the last couple Absolutely. of years, they are turning into America's landlord. You know, the, they are. the Blackstones and Blackrocks because of the company of the, of what the world. What they say they own 31% is in what they Texas, said? Well, it, not they specifically, but in Texas, there was yeah. uh, 30% of the homes purchased in 2021 were purchased Rock, right? by, well, not them specifically, oh, but, but institutional investors. Yeah. 30%, not, y'all. Yes, not mom and pop. So they're becoming America's landlord. Right. And when that happens, rents go up and I can promise you they're not good landlords. <laughs> no, I have a client that we talked to yesterday. He is forecasting right now. His payment is $1,400. Yep. So we talked about his payment and he said, you know what, Glenda, I understand my payment's going to go up. You know, when I buy a house, I said, absolutely. I said, what's your rent going up at the end of the lease? He said, that's exactly why we're calling today. Yeah. Right. We're in September is when we're filming this. His Rent is not, his lease is not up until January, yep. $2,900. Like it is over double. And he was like, I can't do that. And I said, exactly. We can get you at a home for a lot less. So when you think the rent is there, you guys that are renting need to call your landlords. Yeah. It's not too early to make that call when your lease is up in six months. Yeah. Because most of the time the commodity prices are going to go up and your rent's going to go up. Yes. So you might as well start looking at a home today to get it into it. And then we can refinance down the road. Right. Well, and that's the thing is at least, I mean, even if you're, even if your rent's $2,000 and your mortgage payment is 2,500, you know, you're, there's a good portion of that that's going to equity in your house that you're building sure. wealth over time and you're gaining equity in the market. So, I mean, it's, it's still always a better idea to own than it is to rent. The problem is, is that, you know, one of the issues when you have as much inflation as we've had is that savings are impacted, how much, Absolutely. how much money people have available to them. But there's a lot of, very good down payment assistance programs that you can use. The rates are higher with them, but it's better than renting. You know, or sellers it, concessions. We yes. are seeing a ton of those right now. Yes, which well, is amazing. And that's the benefit too. Right now is that yes, rates are high and they are higher than they were, and they're probably going to continue to go up. Which yes. again is the importance of getting on this as quickly as you can. But um, the prices for the homes because sellers have to sell to some extent. Some of these people are needing to get rid of these homes. And so you're seeing prices come down some, but the bigger impact is, is that you're seeing your cash to close be impacted in the opposite direction because now right. the sellers are paying title. Right. They're paying for surveys. They're giving seller credits. They're doing whatever they can because they still have to sell the house. Right. And so, um, so you're getting your cash out of pocket up front being reduced pretty significantly. Not only you're not having to pay over like you were before, but now you're getting some costs covered. So that's coming down. But then you also have, um, uh, you know, your out of pocket expense that is really being impacted. That's right. minimized. So even though your monthly payment is more than it would have been because of the rates, the overall expense that you're having to come out of pocket to do the loan or to buy the house is a lot less. Right. right? Absolutely. Well, and the one thing that I had talked to a real estate agent about yesterday is you have to now agents price the home accordingly. Sellers can no longer be greedy like we were in 2020. And when I say we like sellers, you have to price it. It's kind of the flip, right? Buyers had one shot on their offer. Yeah. It had to be one and done. It was perfect to get a hundred offers. Right. Well, flip the script today. Sellers have one shot at getting that buyer in the door. Uh -huh. So agents, this is your time and you're expert, right? Because we're on the lending and the financial side. We can't tell you what to price the home, right. but the homes that are selling right now and not sitting are priced absolutely correctly. Right. Those are the ones that you're not seeing decreases, right? Because yeah. those are the conversations I'm having is why is it being decreased? Well, most of the time it's still priced what the sellers wanted it to yeah. 60, 90, 100 days ago. 
So we're in this flip market that agents now need to price it and sellers need to not be so greedy on how much they're going to get out of it because it is not 2021 and 2020 anymore. No, it has the flip that the script is completely flipped on us. Yeah. Well, and also too, as a seller, um, you know, I've, I've talked to a few that have experienced this a little bit where you go in and you're selling your house and you're going to sell it as is, right? We're, we're, we're not going to do anything, make any improvements. We're not going to make right. it look pretty or, you know, whatever. We're just going to, Hey, here's what's available. Well, that's great. The problem is, is that buyers don't, they, they have options, right? So they it can, it has to be turnkey. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> they, they don't want to step into a house and have to put $10,000 into flooring or into nope. tile or into cleaning it or what, or paint nope. or whatever. So you know, your house will sell. There's plenty of people. I mean, like we talked about it, we are, our, our lead as lenders, our leads that are coming in for people that are trying to get pre-qualified has actually gone up in for the last, sure. in the last month. It's, it's increasing. Um, so that means there are people looking for homes that are trying to buy stuff. Cause look at the end of the day, no matter what people have to sell their house, cause they got to move or they got to get a new job or they got to do whatever yep. they're retiring, whatever the case may be. And people have to buy a house because again, they're moving, they right. get a new job, they went whatever. So the market is going to continue to go. Is it the same velocity with the same volume? Right. No, but it's going to continue to churn along. So if you want to sell your house, you have to be aware, like you said, the market's flipped and you're going to have to do more things now than you did. Right. You're going to have to update the paint. You're going to have to. For sure. The stuff that we didn't have to do. Yes. You're going to have to virtually like not even virtually stage it. I've had some agents say they walked in the home and it was virtually staged and buyers were turned off by it. Yes. So it is back to 2018 that when sellers are presenting their home, your paint better be, your baseboards better be ready. Like someone yes. was laughing, you know, spraying the green grass on there, making it going through the winter. But it's perception, right? right? Because the buyer has one shot and there's options for buyers right now. And if you're not upgraded like everybody else in the area, then it's probably not a good time to list the home. You right. need to prepare to do that or prepare on the flip side to have a concession for the the buyers to potentially fix and upgrade the property. Right. Yes. And it's completely flipped and it's really weird that it's flipped in this it, Well, quick. it's so fast. It 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 I mean it doesn't it, this is unprecedented. Like it just yeah. doesn't happen this quickly where no. it flips over. Um and you know, it, it's I understand people's fear of you know wanting to see where everything goes, but the the reality is is again if you're renting and you don't own a home right now, you're impacted way harder than the people that For own sure. homes, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not, um, because we can control insurance, right? right? We can't control taxes, but we can, you know, control insurance, shop insurance and get that down. Yeah. We can't control when someone else has the power to raise a price of a home. Right. And even apartments, right? If you try to go do in a one bedroom apartment, those are 16, $1,800 for yes. a 400 square foot apartment. That in our market, if, at least in yeah. our market, right? Because yeah. we're in Dallas, yeah, um, Dallas, Fort Worth, South Tarrant County, whatever. Yeah. Um, and some of those are higher, so it's kind of again, it's kind of like a balance of a budget that we have to do. So, for a consumer right now, we need to push more money in savings. We need to, you know, I did a, a post on it yesterday or maybe this morning that we need to start limiting like subscriptions, right? Yeah, um, and that's what I tell my agents and all my clients is go look at your monthly expenditures, see what's out there because. Sometimes those are hundreds of dollars yeah. that if you get rid of those hundreds of dollars that you didn't realize you had, 
oh, then this home payment, the new home payment we're looking at a higher interest rate is okay. Yeah. And so well, we and have to look at that. It's all an autopilot. You know, that's the right. problem. Is we like, forget. A, like a lot of this stuff is so easy to sign up for. You just click, 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 and you're right. on. And then you forget. And then you look up, you're like, oh, wait a minute. I've been paying for this thing for six months and I've used it none. You Correct. know, so I need to fix that. And, Absolutely. And you definitely have to dig through your finances. You got to look and see where your money's going out, what money's coming in. You have to yep. be more diligent about tracking those kind of things. Yep. Um, we can't just kind of frivolous, frivolously spend like we used to. And, you know, the the thing about interest rates being where they are is there are still, you know, one of the things that if you do on your home right now, um, we have more equity in housing right now than we've had in, I don't know, 20 years as Absolutely. far as like how much people – how much people's homes are worth and what they owe on those homes. Yep. And it's really hard because if you bought your home three or four years ago and your interest rate was 3% or three and a half or whatever it may be. And now you're going, well, wait a minute. If I did anything right now, my rate's going to be 6% or thereabouts. Right. Um, maybe sometimes less, a little more depends on your situation. But uh, does it make sense sometimes to take expenses that are, that you're having to pay every month and, get those expenses gone by doing equity loans or whatever in order to bring down your monthly expenses because Absolutely. right now it's a monthly cash flow thing right how much month how much money on a monthly basis are you having to put out right. and if you can pay off a $1000 car that Absolutely. you have to pay every month or you can pay off a credit card that you've had for 15 years you're like oh i'm just going to keep hammering away at this but your payment's $400 and you got five of those you know right. And you can add a couple hundred dollars or three hundred, four hundred dollars to your mortgage payment, but then get rid of a thousand dollars worth of outgoing payments on everything sure, else. Sure. That that can make a lot of sense. Now you have to work through it. You got to talk to Glenda or myself and figure out what your situation looks like. But it's certainly something that you need to start evaluating. What are all your options on how you can keep your monthly expenses as minimum as possible? Right. And and because look at your credit card, the yeah. interest rates, right? Because prime rates are typically tied to home equity lines yep. of credits and your credit cards. Yep. So for a lot of clients that the prime rate, of course, the the 30 year fixed mortgages have gone up just because the world's in yeah. a shambles. And that's why we drink tequila. That's right. Um, but look and see what your new credit card yeah. interest rate is. I had a couple yesterday. They looked at it when we started talking about a year ago, it was at like 13%. It's at 25% now. Yeah. Well, why would you not do a cash out refinances in the mid sixes to yeah. get your monthly expenditures? They were paying almost $500 a month on a $15,000, yeah. you know, credit card. Well, if your long-term mortgage goes down, yeah, it's a long-term mortgage, but again, your your monthly expenditures for the cost of living today has to go down. Yes. Absolutely. Well, and that that's the thing too, is like when you look at a credit card, you go, okay, well, my minimum payment's $300 a month. Okay. Or 200, whatever it is. Yeah. And, but what you don't look at is the fact that your interest charge last month on that balance oh. was 600 bucks. Right. And so even though you're not charging it, maybe you decide, okay, I'm not using this card anymore. You know, we're shutting this down. Well, that's great. Except for the fact that you have a $20,000 balance and you're paying $600 a month in interest. Right. So when you pay your $300 minimum payment, your balance at the end of the month is still going to go up. It's going For up sure. every single month. And that's a really that, that's a hard thing. You'll look up in six or eight months or you're like, wait a minute, I've been paying this and I haven't charged anything up. Why, why is my balance $6,000 more than where I started? Well, it's because of the interest that you're paying on 25% yeah. on a $20,000 balance. <laughs> it's not pretty. And it's it, we have tough. to stop the bleeding. Like that's yes. a, that was kind of the, the, what the hell is going on is we're in this market that, lenders haven't seen like consumers haven't seen 
it's not 2008, right. right? Because at that time there was predatory lending. Um, yeah, I was at Contra, but that hey, that was pre Glenda. <laughs> so uh, that was pre Glenda. So I was not involved in that. Right. But I originated some of the loans after, and you know, there's so much scrutiny on loans today to get into the loan. Right. That's why it's not 2008. Right. Right. Because 2008 before, if you say it was three thousand dollars, well, they put thirty thousand. Today, especially self-employed buyers, there's so much scrutiny because they're they didn't want 2008 to happen again. Right. But we're in this time that we don't know what we don't know and we only know that it could either get worse or get a lot better. My fear and what we talked about, the fear is it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Yes. So that's why it's so great to have a local lender like us to reach out, we talk budgeting, finance strategies, um, you know, get you on a game plan that if it's not today or tomorrow, like we can help walk you through that. Yeah. And and that's the thing too, is like, if you, I'm not saying you should spend a lot of time online, but if you go Do on, not, <laughs> if you go on and you look at what, you know, the ones in the know or however you want to consider somebody like that is saying the, the general sentiment right now is that it's going to get worse. The like crash. Said, they keep using better. crash. Yes. Well, they have to use crash because that's a negative connotation yeah. and news negative sells. And, and real, just to be clear, we're not talking about housing necessarily. Yeah. We're talking about everything. Yeah. Like, we're uh, talking well, everything. The, whole, the whole thing, <laughs> like stocks and bonds and I mean, all of it. So right. it's, it's uh, the difference, what you were saying between 2008 and now is like for sure housing the, the values have gone down, rates have gone up, demand has decreased, all that stuff. And it's and it's impacting the market. But that's not the the crux of all this. This that's just one symptom of a much greater problem. For sure. Um that we're kind of experiencing right now. And so that's the that's the uh the thing I, I think anybody looking for a house thinks, oh well that's it, I just need to wait on the housing market. It's like it's not the housing market. There's there's a whole bunch of stuff that is not yeah. going the direction that they want it to go. And you know if you're in a situation where other people get to dictate what your expenses are, which is your credit card bills, they get to tell you what your interest rate's going right. to be. So your payment's going to go up. Your landlord gets to tell you that your rent's increasing because his cost of owning right. the property is going up. So you don't the cost going to the grocery store to buy milk, you know, the, the grocery store is telling you that that is going up. Right. Like you have no control over that. So at least get in a place where there's something in your life that you can control and your housing and what you own and your property is something that you can do. Right. Um, that's one of the few things right now. It feels like that you can control. Now, if you <laughs> want to go guy, buy a used car, I think it's much better than it was. <laughs> uh, yes. It is probably going to get a lot better for used cars. Yeah. Um, you've had some car trouble. Uh, oh my gosh. Let me tell you. So um, FYI, when you buy a used cars, make sure you get the extended warranty. Okay. Um, Lessons learned from Glenda. Get extended 17, warranty. $17,000 on my 2019 Tahoe because the transmission completely slipped. Um, and then a couple days later, my husband's 2020 Ford, his check engine light came on. Uh -huh. And then we have a old Chevy that my daughter loves um that's paid off that is like we it's kind of like one of those 1994 screen so if you were a millennial like me 98 like it was the perfect truck so we're not getting rid of it right well he took it to the shop the other day and they said oh your axles are about to fall off the back like literally so yeah so the the word of the wise is we always maintenance our cars uh -huh. but the maintenance light didn't come on right i felt it come on um, you felt the light. I, no, I felt like, like the engine. Like, I called my husband I and I was like, crap, what did I do to my car? And he was like, Glenn, it's fine. And he was like, oh crap, it's really wrong. Yeah. And then when they called us, it was $17,000 of transmission. But the whole thing about it is get the extended warranty. Right. 
but it's kind of like in a, in a lending perspective and a housing perspective is buy a home is better than renting. Right. right? Because it's kind of like the twofold is we can control the outcome because I bought that extended warranty. Thank yes. God I did. Cause I don't want to spend $17,000 cash, but we can't control what renters do. And we can't control the cost of my bacon and you know, eggs are $5 now. Yeah. Gas prices are coming down. Not at the mills house. Cause we have chickens. You have chickens <laughs> and I can't wait to have chickens one day. That's our goal to have chickens. Right. Um, but commodities, you know, supply chain, COVID oil is what we thought COVID was a, intermediate kind of an oh shit is now a this is the long term yes of what happened yes i got covid i'm uh i'm, oh, yeah, I'm, re you did have I'm COVID. recovering myself again that's why i sound i keep sniffing and <laughs> i sound like crap because Round two, right Round uh yeah second one um i got it again it was uh um it was weird on this one because the first time i got it um i was it very much felt like the flu like i was and i i guess it i don't know which you know, everybody says, I got this version. I'm like, you don't even know because the PCR test, they don't tell you what yeah, like, version you got. But I think I got the, what was the one? So there was the first one and there was, what What was like the third one that was really contagious? Do you remember what it was called? Like Omicron? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, that one. It that was because yeah, that's yeah. a um, that's a sorority. It's Harleton. Right. It's okay, Omicron. so Omicron or whatever. I got <laughs> that. I'm pretty sure it was that version. Um, we got it, I got it a year ago. Uh, we were in Colorado and, uh, we were skiing and then like the last day we were supposed to ski, I woke up that morning and I was like, Oh my gosh. And my head hurt, my body hurt. I had aches, I had chills. So it was yeah. like the flu. It was very much like the flu. Right. And then this time, um, my, uh, my daughter had, had, wasn't feeling great. I don't know if she gave it to us or not. We didn't cause we didn't know. Cause she was just like, Oh, I feel congested. We like my whole house is allergies like 24 like, seven. Oh, we, it's been bad this week. Yeah. And not to mention with the weather changing, like it did, cause it went from 106 degrees to like heavy rainstorms. And now it's like wonderfully 80 degrees. Yeah. It's like wonderful outside. So, you know, my son starts, his stuff starts bothering him. And he's like, my wife's like, Oh, he's got his allergies are bothering him. I'm like, okay, fine. And he goes to school, doesn't feel great. They send him home. We get him tested and he's got COVID. Oh. And then uh, like half of his schools got it too. You know, everybody got it. And so then I got tested and I got it. And it was like, I felt like this time it was like allergies. You know, right. it really did. That's what it felt like. I didn't feel sick. I didn't feel bad. I wasn't yeah. tired. I wasn't worn down. I just felt like I had really bad case of allergies, which isn't unusual at this time of year when the weather changes. Right. Like that. So, so I got it. And, you know, um, here's the. I got the, like the 1%, I got a rash, like I got a skin rash. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I got it on my arm and I got a little bit on my stomach or whatever. And, um, at first, like the first couple of times I was like, kind of itching. I was like, what is that? You know? And I have this horrible thing when I do yard work, I have poison Ivy around my house. So I get into poison Ivy. I'm not ever going around Mike's house again because I am allergic to crap. Yes. Ivy. And I've gotten it more than probably three or four times in different spots. And, it, and I'm always late to the game because I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. I don't know what that is. And, you know, uh, of course, a day later, my whole arm's red and I look like I've got some kind of skin cancer. You know, it's yeah. bad. And so I really just thought, because I'd done the yard work yeah. a couple of days before. It's like, well, that's what that is. And then Susan starts looking it up online. She's like, I think that's COVID related. And I'm like, really? COVID like a, rash. A skin rash? <laughs> oh, and it was like 1% of the people get it. And she showed me the pictures of it that she found online. I was like, wow, that's exactly what it is. And then once my COVID went away, like I was tested negative. Well, then within a, a day or two, the COVID rash, the rash was gone. Right. So it, like, I don't know what this thing is, man. <laughs> hell in a handbasket. What the hell yes. is going on? Yes. So, um, things are nuts to say the least. Yeah. Um, 
you uh your your house you finally got your house sold i did yes um i feel tell us about that adventure like it took forever um and it's crazy like whenever i talk to people um you know when i say people like clients and agents like my agent did a phenomenal job and um, bless her heart to deal with a lender going through this um i'm sure it's not easy so shout out to her uh, she kicked ass on it, but it was on the market for 61 days Yeah, and it wasn't that we were overpriced. We try to stall it because the new build that we're doing, but when the lenders and we can have this conversation, we talk about pain points, like we're in it with our consumers. We buy houses, we sell houses, we refinance homes. And when lenders can go through it with clients, it makes it a little bit easy, but I saw the shift. Right. Like, and it's a complete 180, right? We talk about, oh, if I would have listed my home two weeks earlier, it would have flown for hire. We had to do seller's concessions. We have a lease back, thankfully, that's free. Um, but it wasn't as long as lease back. So now, Patsy, we're coming to Team Patsy for a while. Yeah, and you'll be living with mom um, for a little bit till they get the I house feel like done. I'm 18 again with yeah. my two kids and my husband. Um, I can tell you from personal experience that that adventure is not very fun. <laughs> But team Patsy, team Ken, here yeah, we go. Yeah, we did that for a little while. It little but rough. it's hard because, yeah. especially as a lender, right? Because we now have to convey that to our clients and we're in it all day. Yeah. This is what we do all day, financing, negotiations. And when, again, we can't control what the builder does or supply chain COVID oil, it's just a lot of stress. So what the hell is going on? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um. When you uh, when you got your house under contract, you know, when you say sixty days, I think there's a lot of people like, oh my gosh, that took forever. But w we have this weird little compartmentalized memory that we can only put perspective on something that's recently occurred, right? Because we were clear to close three weeks earlier, right? Right. So the sixty-one days was only on the market for thirty days. Yes. And then our buyers were out of town for two and a half weeks on top of the three weeks. So, yeah, we could have closed three weeks earlier, yeah. but days on market, it looks, oh, Glenda's home was on the market for 61 days. Well, it's because the buyers weren't in town for three weeks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and there's tons of circumstances like that. But yeah. my point was just that the the last two years, that would have been unusual. For sure. Right. But go back to 2019 and 2018. That's normal. That's very normal. That's normal. Uh, the, the, uh, it's hard because even as realtors and lenders and buyers and sellers, we've the last two years has just been insane for right. a million different reasons, right? right? It's the, the overall market has just been nuts. And the expectation of how real estate goes shifted because people just thought, well, this is how it is. And it's like, it's not it's not like this, like this it's is not, not normal at all. No. And that's what, you know, you do a great job about talking to agents about this stuff. And, and, and I talk to mine from time to time too, about like the last two years, if you're basing your career off of this is what it's going to be like, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not. that was such an anomaly. And even going through it, like we knew we're like, this is crazy. Like we, we talked about it all the time. We're like, so, when's it going to drop? When's it going to drop? Like, or when's so it going to go? So busy. Right. And so you just like, I can't, you know, it's funny during that time we were kind of like, I wish it would just slow down a little bit because I'm just wearing myself out. And now we're like, oh my gosh, you know, we need to go back right. to 2020. But it's, it, it is a turning of expectations that's changing. And that's why I do feel like you and I both have had um, a pickup in people calling to get pre-qualified because they're, they're coming to terms with the fact like, okay, well, here's where we are, right? We're, we're in this place. Right. Rates are high. 
prices are high. It because is what rates it is. doubled. Like they literally yes. doubled within two months. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's. Yeah. But they also fell. Yes. Within three weeks. Right. Right. So it's again, it's what goes up comes down. Yes. So it is a expectation of today's market. Right. And I, I'm with you. I think consumers are finally grinning and bear it that they're it's a 2018 right i look back at the interest rates of what we had in 2018 and they're still lower yeah now 2019 they're kind of still the same but between 2017 and 2019 they are still lower yeah it's just the pandemic was something that hopefully we never see again in our lifetime well yeah now it's a now it's gonna be like a flu shot it's here all the time yeah we just (laughs) get to live with a flu shot every year COVID shot whatever right so what would you what are you telling your agents right now that are struggling a little bit freaking out like oh this is going to change like what do you what do you what do you tell them market 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 and every um online you know every social media platform will tell you that is when you think that you're marketing market more right you have to double down on your marketing. And when we say marketing, you need to go back to the two sides of it. You need to do the social marketing, Uh which is videos, videos, videos. But then you need to go back to the direct-to-consumer marketing. You need to get back to the newsletters, to the farming, to the door knocks, the the stuff that the consumers are going to see you. Um, And then now, of course, with all the technology, even over the last three years, we need to get into custom audiences and, and really kind of, make our niche people and our consumers and who we know we need to make them tighter. Right. So that means we need to get them on a list. We need to start following up with them, but we need to market every which way we think that we need to go. We need to market more. Right. Right. So you do your newsletter It needs to have videos in there. That's why social is so big. We need to have, you know, snapshots. We need to have fun stuff. We need to have community directory. And then we need a social, we need a social educate. Right. You know, that edge of marketing that we always kind of talk about is we need to market more. We need to take the closings. And I and I keep saying this and it's it's kind of like, oh, it's, you know, great job. I have a closing. Consumers don't care about closings. Consumers are not going to stay on your page. And they're probably, quite frankly, going to leave your page if that's all you're posting is closings. It's that instant gratification of, oh, I've got a closing, but you're not educating the next consumer on the what happened. Well, and it's kind of a graduated scale, though, to some extent, because if you're not posting at all, right? period, and, and right. you post some closings, okay, fine. Like, at least you're posting something. Correct. But if you're already in the mode of posting, but that's all you're doing, then you need to start, like you said, graduating up a little bit and, and, right. and posting stuff that's different. And, you know, the thing that I see more than anything that I think is, uh, you know, you got to be conscious of is that when you're posting stuff, whatever it may be, um, nobody wants to be sold. You know what I mean? Absolutely. They, they Intentional. Don't, they don't want to be told, hey, call me now to buy and sell your house or whatever, because, yeah. you know, of course, that's what you want. What they, what they want is they want information. Right. They want knowledge. They want, okay, what's happening in the market? What are home prices looking like? Right. What I want to list my house. You know, what do I need to do to make sure I can get as Absolutely. much as I can get for it? Like, those are the types of things. If you're going to post on a regular basis, that's the kind of stuff you probably need to be focusing on is providing something of value Mm -hmm. to your audience. So that way they come back looking for more. So then when it does come time for them to buy or sell, they're going to give you a call because they see you as the expert, not just somebody that is like, hey, please call me if you want to sell your house. Because it is. You you can't be salesy in a sales environment and and, in a social environment. Yeah. Because we understand in the world of social media, which is ever changing every single day 
um, you know, even the algorithms know when you sell yeah. and when you're too salesy, they don't push it out, right? which is crazy. So you, and, and you have to be on every platform. And I know we kind of had touched on this is no matter what you need to have a footprint on every platform because there's a different consumer on every platform. Yeah. Right. I had a breakfast meeting with an agent the other day and she's super new and she's killing it out there. And I sent her a video and she was like, girl, I'm never going to watch a YouTube long form video. That's mm -hmm. not her style. Right. And it got me thinking of, oh crap, you're right. And you're a, a millennial real estate agent and you're not on there, but she gets a lot of business from Instagram. Right. But the flip turn, a, an agent this morning lost all of her contacts. Um, there's something wrong with the cloud. And the, the flip turn of that is that's why we have to have everything in a centrally located backup system, right? Yeah. Custom audiences, an Excel spreadsheet. We have to go back to name, phone number, and email in an Excel spreadsheet because what happens, right? The day that Facebook went down, we need to have another platform. Mm -hmm. If marketing goes down and- Got a backup plan. We got to have a backup of a backup. Yeah. And this is why it's systems today need to be more prevalent than anything that we do in a, in a market that agents don't know what to do. Yep. Get your systems in place. So when it does flip back around- You're ready to go. It's ready. It's go time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think that's a big key too, is like, you know, you- if you're having a lull, which you know we are all, all are to some extent, then this is the time to really get your processes in place, sure. get yourself ready to go. Because, like you said, the market's going to change. It when you know it's anybody's guess, right. but it's going to. It's going to go back the other direction. So you need to be ready right. when that happens because the demand will come back, and there'll be people you know calling you. And if you're not prepared, then the next guy who or right. gal who is you know will get the business. So and that's the social. And I know we're running up on 37 minutes, but yeah. that's kind of the social part of it that the it's missing. Right. Right. That agents are still too scared to get on video. Mm -hmm. And this is why we can schedule a one on one. You don't have to show your face on video. You just have to do video right. because mm -hmm. when it does flip back around and the demand goes way high again, who do you think consumers are going to go after? Yeah, they're going to see you. They're, they're going to social validate yeah. is maybe a, a good word to do it. And yeah. if you're not on social, you're going to miss the boat on the other yes. side. Well, we rambled about a lot of stuff today. What the hell is um, going on? For 40 minutes. Tequila. <laughs> and tequila and all kinds of stuff. So uh, the bottom line is, is that you can only control what you can control. For sure. And so um, there's a lot of craziness going on and there's a lot of, you know, uncertainty out there. But, you know, focus on what's in front of you. You know, keep your eyes moving forward. I love Dory from Finding Nemo. Like you keep just, swimming. just keep swimming. Yep. You got to keep swimming. You got to keep trudging along because if you don't, and if you fall into the pit of despair and the poor me's and all this kind of stuff, Whew. I promise you it doesn't get better. Oh. Um, so, you know, if you can control your brain and keep yourself in a positive place yep. and keep, you know, keep, keep on keeping on, yep. um, you'll get through it just like sure. everybody else. And, you know, it's just, it's we're just going low. through, yep. We're just going through uncertain times and everybody's working their way through it in their own way. So, um, I think that, you know, we'll hopefully in the near future, we'll all look back on this and go, okay, well, that was interesting, but like know, 2020 life, life's is back, but, uh, this is just kind of the, the stuff we're going through now. So, yep. um, I think that's enough rambling for now. We're, we're go. good. Thanks for, you know, tuning in and watching this, guys. And uh, we will see you in a couple of weeks. And go get you some tequila. It's tacos. Get some tequila and tacos <laughs> on Tuesday. Here we go. Later.